Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Okay, so I have an update, um, and I'm still processing everything. So excuse maybe me not having as much energy as I usually do because it's just been a crazy week. So <laughs> I had my appointment yesterday. If you've been following along, you know I had an initial appointment to get a referral to see a reproductive endocrinologist and kind of just get answers about what my situation actually is because I don't actually know. Um, well, I, I didn't actually know. The doctor was amazing. Um, I, I really, really loved getting to meet with him. I thought he was very helpful, very knowledgeable. Um, he, under, he seemed to understand my situation very well. Um, and he was very perceptive to my specific case and what I might want. That being said, I had a ton of blood work. Not all of the results were in by my appointment, but the most important ones were. Um, first of all, I have this huge packet of information that I haven't even had time to go through really, but just about the clinic and everything. So. I have all of this to go through and now for some news. One of the tests that I was hoping to get and I didn't know till I went to the appointment that that was a part of the blood work he called for so I didn't even have to ask for it. He was already on top of it. Did it. We had the results that day. Was basically it's the hormone that goes from the brain to the ovaries telling it to release an egg and to produce an egg, release an egg, whichever one that means, produce an egg, I think. Um, and then the ovaries in a healthy, functioning, reproductive system, the ovaries send a hormone back saying, message received, we're releasing the egg, we're producing the egg. If the brain does not receive that hormone signal back, it takes that to mean that the ovaries did not receive the message and it needs to be he described it as it needs to talk a little louder. So each time it sends more and more and more and it's like it's screaming at it. And he said it either screams at it till it goes hoarse or it screams at it till it's heard. And he said the normal range is between five to eight. Eight to 10, it'll be a little difficult to get pregnant. 10 to 15, it's gonna take some work. He said anything above 20 is almost non-functional. He said being above 20, you're not gonna get, you're gonna have almost no chance of getting an egg out of those ovaries. My level was 50. So basically what that means is I have no ovarian function. I'm not producing eggs. And there's no hope of using any eggs from me. I don't know if I maybe went in a little more hopeful than I should have, but that was, I think the biggest question I was getting answered for me was, are my ovaries functioning? Are they producing anything? Am I ovulating? Is any of that working? And pretty much no. <laughs> he then went on to explain the health risks with me getting pregnant. There is a heart condition that I would be at risk for and just the mortality rate goes up because of the stress 
it puts on your body when you're pregnant, that is increased tenfold for me. Instead of the normal less than 1% chance, I have 2% chance. Um, and there's a specific heart problem called aortic dissection that they look for. And that is the biggest concern. And I did get another question for the health risks answered too, because I asked if you've never had a history of heart problems before, can it still occur? And he said, yes, you don't have to have it beforehand to have it become a problem while you're pregnant. Just literally because of the stress that being pregnant puts on your body. The rest of what he told me was a lot of information also. Um, it, it's everything I have been trying to process the most, I think. Having no ovary function or having my ovaries not functioning was expected, but it does still hurt. I finally had it confirmed that I am not going to be able to use any of my own eggs. That's a little bit of a grieving process for me because I had never had that confirmed before. It had always just been a question and a major likelihood, but we really did not know. And that's why I was doing this. The next part was a lot of new information um, that <sighs> paints a much bigger picture than I even could have fathomed it becoming. So he went on to say that while we could not use my eggs, he said he wouldn't even put the resources. While we could not use my eggs, that does not mean I am incapable of carrying through a pregnancy. And he wants to do some tests to make sure of some health stuff for me first, just for his peace of mind. But he expects me with my medical history to pass all of it and be a great candidate for IVF with egg donation. Now comes the tricky part. So the way it would work is we would choose an egg donor. They would get both of us prepared through a lot of different processes. We would get the eggs from her. They would be implanted in me. And then nine days after that, he said, we would be able to tell once the egg was implanted if it was successful and I became pregnant. With using an egg donor and having them live produce eggs for us to use, basically fresh eggs is what he called it. That is way expensive, but it gives you the biggest success rate. Using frozen eggs goes from a 70% chance success rate with an, a live egg donor to 50% success rate with frozen eggs from an egg bank. That is cheaper, but you also probably have to do it more because there's not as high of a success. But all of the eggs they get from her are then ours from there on. So we wouldn't have to do that whole process again if we were to try for a second baby. But the whole process becomes cheaper after that first big initial journey. But that journey is very, very expensive. Like more expensive than I even imagined. Like about twice what I thought it would be. And that's all from getting the eggs really is the biggest cost. So there's a lot to think about with that. Um, I mean, there there is a little bit of nervousness with how the test results will come out for me passing to be able to carry, but he's pretty confident, I'm pretty confident in my medical history that I will pass and I will be cleared to carry and I will just be watched very, very closely when we get to that point. So now, what this means. Obviously, we cannot jump straight into trying and we had never actually decided to after we got these answers. So 
That, I still don't know when we will be starting that whole process. We have to figure out money. I think we want to financially establish ourselves more even beyond having that amount. It's still a journey, it's still a process, but I have more of an idea of what it'll take. We know what we're up against. I have my answers to process and deal with and grieve a little bit. And that's where we're at. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.